Here we go. Yeah. Let, let's start the show. So you were talking about your K-pop band uh, experience. Well, here is Tomorrow by Together performing their lead single. The ancient 100 plus year old downtown theater, still in existence, almost 100, something like that. We get called there at 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. to show up. You like you're tearing down. You're tearing down after the show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what we're there for. And it's typical for artists to run a little later. And they have a lot of like uh, encore type performances. The band, I don't know the name. Here is Tomorrow by Together. I think it was a couple people because they brought a lot of suitcases, a lot more suitcases than I'd ever seen. For sure, they're coming from a long ways away. It's not like they're just like on the tour from Atlanta and like an Amer a traditional American boy band would be. But it was K-pop music. And for the first time that I'd seen since going there, they had their uh, limo vans pulled up to the side and they had the sidewalk gated off and just a shit ton of people waiting and holding up their cameras. Their flashes are on and they're just recording, waiting to see this band. Before that moment happened, we got let in to start the job. Hey, I believe, I believe K-pop stands for Korean pop, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. Okay. Very, very <laughs> Korean. That's what it is. I thought they were from LA, but okay. No, same thing, right? I like it. was the biggest crowd I'd ever seen. And in this crowd, you're what are you imagining? 18 to 24 college age women maybe some maybe some high school girls no like teenagers teenagers, teenagers. Uh, okay because like, like okay, there was pop i mean like weird ass teenagers right there's there's that and then there's older guys <laughs> just like middle-aged and older baby boomer age guys in their cargo shorts and their polo shirts and their maybe they're there with their kids i didn't i didn't see anyone that looked like their kids around them and it was just several throughout the teenage girls. It could have been, right? Some of them could have been that. It, it's got to be dads. But the girls because also otherwise looked, it's, it's highly concerned. They also looked college age. So the only way I can identify someone in that 18 to 24-year-old age bracket is if they have um, the Zoomer haircut. Okay. So if they have that hair, like the like the bushy top, like yeah. the the curls, yeah. the perm, yeah, with the sides cut short. It's funny noticing it coming out of a pandemic. Because you go from not, I went from not really socializing, and then you get into getting back into the real life and going to events and stuff, and seeing it's like, damn, that is a popular haircut. It's not just on TikTok. Call it a TikTok haircut. <laughs> a very this, popular this haircut. This right here is what you're talking about. That's it. That is it. So guys with curly Bird's hair, nest. guys with curly hair can pull it off, but also guys with straight hair can pull it off too. But of course you get more volume with those curls. What's it called? <laughs> no cap bro haircut. The bird's nest. The bird's, bird's nest? nest. Yes. Okay. Let's go scroll back up. The TikTok one, the biggest hair trend on TikTok. <laughs> so cool but then that that's like someone with straight hair so that they're just like combing all their straight yeah. hair forward yeah yeah and, and yeah. so i've seen that out there in the yeah wilderness. yeah yeah I, I see it at um theater show that i'm working west side story the cast has got to be like college age it's like a pretty youthful cast i met one dude and with his florida state shirt on. are like a hundred yeah one of the lead roles I was talking to him because he had his Florida State shirt on. I think he said he graduated 2014. So I was trying to imagine how old that would be. 27? Something like that. Yeah. 30? So I think they were around that age. It's, it's wild, man. This is like pro theater. These people are coming in from not just the area, but from all over and performing. And I think there's like 25 girls and like 25 guys and then a couple adults. It's like guys in their 50s playing a drugstore shopkeep, a detective, and a jolly, plump officer who's also a yeah. uh, just a klutz. And I had lunch with him the other day. 
it was oh, nice. it was really entertaining. <laughs> uh, there's a delicious Jewish uh, kosher Jewish deli that one of the other stagehands was like, "You got to check this out. It's so good because you know I love a good sandwich." We here on the show are uh, sandwich connoisseurs, and we love the attention given to a proper to, to create a proper sandwich. You need proper attention. That attention comes from craftsmanship, delicatessens. And uh, I had me a fucking corned beef, a Reuben. It was mm. delightful. The sauerkraut. I mean, the Reuben is a, mm-hmm. is a complex sandwich because there's yeah. many ways to mess it up. Because you got to have the Thousand Island dressing. You got to have the sauerkraut. The, the tur- especially like a turkey Reuben. You had a turkey Reuben? Corned beef. Corned beef. Okay, fine. All right. All right. Yeah. Corned beef. Yeah. So the corned yeah. beef has to be right. Generally, it's got to be warm. You're going to have the Swiss cheese also. Now, if you have too much cheese, it's going to make a cheesy mess of a sandwich. So it has to be right balance between cheese. Then you got your Thousand Island dressing. That has to have the right balance to mm. it as well. Yeah. Then you got your sauerkraut. You know, it's not just simple. Hey, I put some turkey together with lettuce, tomato. It is a complex balance of many flavors. And then you have the rye bread, which if the mm. bread is too dry, it ruins the entire thing. So um, if if you had a good experience with the Reuben, it means you're talking, you're dealing with some competent people over there. Yeah. But co- the coworker was um, not kidding when they mentioned uh, how good it was. And I, I don't even remember the name or something in Yiddish or something. <laughs> Something like David, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. Davido, Davidovich, Goldberg. No, it was. I don't. Even, it wasn't lines. even Jewish. It's like the General Muir, which I don't know where the name's from. So I don't. Just be, you know, maybe they got to change the name. Maybe I got to talk to them about that because they said that they were open for dinner, that or they they shut that down recently. They just stopped it. I can't. Goddamn employees costing twenty dollars an hour. You got to yeah. stay open for about three hours, and that's about it, right? Look, the pizza place up the street from me. I'm pretty sure just put out some job openings for seven twenty five an hour, and if they can do it, any company can do it. Seven twenty five an hour. <laughs> I have to just drop my phone. I stopped. Look, I was like, no, I'm not going to say. <laughs> because they said something about uh look we've tried everything and i don't want to have to resort to boot services for parking in our lot but there's just constantly too many cars that park in our pizza uh, restaurant lot that go to the businesses next door because they're in a, a corner that's kind of awkwardly developed because we develop Wait, 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 what does this have to, are you getting, what does this have to do with the $7 and 25 The company, the company wage. that posted that, the owner posted on the neighborhood Facebook group that she's having trouble with uh, people parking in their lot and then going mm-hmm. somewhere else that they don't okay. have any parking lot left. And I'm just like, yo. You're open for like four hours, five days a week. <laughs> I've never seen that lot maxed out. I live, oh, three, I, I live three blocks down the street from me is that corner where this pizza place is. And it's good pizza. And I go there every once in a while when they're fucking open. So they close at like 6 p.m. It was 8 p.m. <laughs> and if it's 8 p.m., it might as well be 6 p.m. And they're like not even open that long on Sunday. So it's like, what's fucking pizza? So I almost like wrote in, look, I will see to it. I and a special council of elder millennial men in the neighborhood will see to it that you have uh, cleared from uh, Jay Parker's or whatever you call them, Stray Parker's. If you commit to staying open until 2 a.m. to serve pizza, that's it. That's all you got to do. I will, for free, for no charge, stay open until 2 a.m. serving pizza. 
You'll, you'll no. get like a yellow vest. You'll, you'll have a yellow vest and a clipboard and like walk around yeah. and, and take, start writing yeah. down uh, license plates and putting fake tickets in there. I'll just source a boot distribution <laughs> company. That's I'll a just good put, way to make money. Yeah, right? I'll just I'll just, just incur all that guilt. That's what they do around town. That's what the service is. Security even. I said it the other day at work. And one guy's like, oh, yeah, that's my neighborhood. Because I was like, there's nothing stopping just all the wealthy neighborhoods to just to creating their own police force with privatized companies, with guys that are super into tactical gear and, you know, have a uh, history in uh, militarized policing. There'd absolutely be a market for that. And there already is. And some guy's like, oh, yeah, that's my neighborhood. That's what we have. <laughs> <laughs> we, were talk- we were just like talking we we're like in an elevator there was like six of us going up to the attic and we we're just talking about the future or something i tell you what i know you got some articles in the mix um i got nothing for today it's been <laughs> it's been great but let me just say gonna... let me before yeah, you keep start, going let me interrupt you no i, got I i'm <laughs> <laughs> let's um let's let's recognize that we're we're deep into summer down here in the Florida Georgia line, where the, we give this podcast out every week to, uh, I mean, the number hundreds of thousands of listeners every week, and uh, it's summertime, things are hot, and let's just give it up for sweat one good time. Fucking raise raise your glass right now, listener. Anyone of you at home on the road in the office at the gym, one time for sweat. Sweat keeps us moving. Sweat if we a good sweating person can withstand three to four DUIs in their lifetime. It's a stat. Anyone, anyone that could put together uh, just sweating on a regular basis is going to have a more uh, positive outlook on life. It, it does us good. Sometimes it makes us feel like we're going crazy. Just walking to our car. Just a seven minute walk to your car and everything around you is boiling temperature. And there isn't a, there isn't a tree for, uh, three to 4,000 yards from you. You're in a part of town. That's just all paved off. It's made way for commerce. It's sacrificed its comforts for commerce that we raise our glass to that. We raise, we raise our glass of sweat. Let's give it up for sweat and keep the body regulated, doing all the things that, um, well, uh, healthcare would do maybe. Sweat to sweating instead of going to the doctor. <laughs> Amen to that. So <clears throat> are you done on your little ramble there? Yeah, I got nothing else. Uh, did you have a revolutionary 4th of July? Fuck yeah. I celebrated like uh, a patriot. Absolutely did. I took, I, took, I took it on me to go door to door in my neighborhood and question everyone what they were doing that day <laughs> and say, I, I, and I, I see you, I see you. And I lower my sunglasses and I'd look past them in their, in their house to see who they might have there with them. Ask, you know, you don't mind if I step in then you know, <laughs> sure to see, 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 Espanol. see, no, good, good. Y'all, y'all fine folks have a happy fourth. God bless. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, I That's did, heartwarming. I did. I did the American dream. I threw in a pot of coffee and I kicked it into third drive and I did a hustle shift driving Uber. I made about $80 in four hours. So I'll take it. All right. Hey, yeah. that's as American as it gets, you know? Yeah. yeah. Get on the grind. Yeah. We all have, we all have these jobs that are known as our second, third, fourth, fifth, and up to seventh, eighth job. And the folks, the economy is great. It's never been better. <laughs> Biden polling at 29%. <laughs> it's, it's a blurb. It's, <sighs> it's not real. You know, these things happen. Um, dropping 50 points or so. It's, it's, just a, it's just a cycle of a first-term president. It's actually really common. <laughs> Look back to Wilson. They're going to have, you're going to have most modern presidents have the same dip trend this point in their, in their presidency. 
Um, I I think the other day they were they were championing that they had reduced gas nationwide by about mm-hmm. thirty cents, which which in a normal sense would have been impressive if gas hadn't gone up two or three dollars in the, in the past year. You know, it's like yeah, just so irrelevant. But they they just spin the narrative. That's all they can do. That's all they can do. Look, if we're on the subject, let's go here. All right, let's go down this rabbit hole. I'm not afraid so, to go here. Inflation, 9.1% annualized in June, even more than expected as consumer pressures intensify. So this is a great sign. You know? Right, yes. This is a great sign. This means that um, you might you might not need that eighth job anymore uh, because when the economy collapses, you won't have any jobs anymore. Listener, we've got a CNBC article pulled up right now. Uh, we're getting into, uh, you know, we are a finance at podcasts. We are uh, news. Well, I'd say we're finance influencers at this point. Yeah, finance influencers. Again, the the <laughs> award winning. This is some people say this is not financial advice. This is financial advice. We're giving it uh, free, free charge. So we got a, we got our article pulled up, and uh, he's going over the deets. CPI delivered another shock, and as painful as June's higher number is, equally as bad is the broadening sources of inflation, said some asshole. Though CPI spike is led by energy and food prices, which are largely global problems, prices continue to mount for domestic goods and services, from shelter to autos to apparel. It's across the board. Um, And the inflation reading can push the Federal Reserve into even more aggressive position, meaning the raising of interest rates. So anyone looking to buy a house, uh, you know, now it's a little too late for that if you want to get a decent rate because those rates are going to increase. Energy prices surged 7.5% on the month. And we're up 41.6% on a 12-month basis. So if you were paying $100 for your energy costs last year, now paying $140 for your energy costs. Food index up 1%, blah, blah, blah. Rent costs rose about a percent, the largest monthly increase since 1986. Um, Stocks went down expectedly. Much of the inflation rise came from gasoline prices, which increased 11% on the the month and just shy shy of 60% for the 12-month period. Uh, 13% rises in electricity costs, medical costs climbed 0.7% on the month. Airfare, one of the few areas seeing decline, surprisingly, falling 1.8% in June, although still up 34.1% from a year ago. So uh, not sure that's a big win. Uh, Meat, poultry, fish, and eggs dropped half a percent, but is still up 12% on an annual basis, which are things that people buy all the time. Real incomes fall further. So for workers, the numbers meant another hit to the wallet as inflation-adjusted incomes based on average hourly earnings fell 1% for the month and we're down 3.6% from a year ago. That means the money you make adjusted for inflation uh, for the average person is down about 4%. So everyone's lost about 4% of the money they make. Uh, White House have blamed Russia, which is a great, you know, you can blame Russia for fucking everything at this point, right? Absolutely. Um, da, da, da. Gasoline prices have come down from their peak with a gallon of regular gas falling to $4.64. Sounds like a bargain to me. Trucking people. Yeah, who cares? There are going to be challenges. I don't think it's all negative. I do think there will be challenges for the next six months, but I think we're on the upswing. The the June CPI gain was the strongest since November 1981. The CPI gain is not a good thing. It's the increasing of prices. So the largest, uh, the consumer price index increase was the strong, was the highest since November 1981 which is uh, 40 years ago. The estimate for the CPI this month was 5.7%, and now it is 9.1, came in at 9.1. So doing great, folks. How would you Ryan. say that they, yes, fantastic, rosy shade of uh, market watching here. Um, how would you say the, offer, uh, the author ends this? 
They're just saying, but it's going to be tough, but we'll get through it. Were they offering hope? Yeah. There? I mean, what else do you do? You know, what, how else, how else? I mean, this is CNBC. So yeah. What else are you going to do? You know, um, I guess this goes back to what we we're mentioning in previous weeks. Um, you know, if hypothetically we were in the position, what could we do to help situation? Maybe say inflation isn't isn't an act of a god. We do it. We it's not market. It's we make it and just say no. We'll just say we're not doing that. And then you say everyone, you're crazy. Why are you gonna raise these prices? Don't you know there's a music festival going on right now? Shut at any point in America during summer, there's at least three music festivals <laughs> happening. And if we just take all of our sitting senators and sitting House representatives, and we put on like the biggest, dopest music festival you could imagine, I think we all realize that we all be there trying to score the same good vibes and the same good drugs. And you you look for the first time how to how to really catch the bipartisan wave that our great leader Joe Biden, let's go Brandon, has been pulling he's been pulling his weight. If we just band together and we get we get everyone together on these ideas of what what we all need to do. ourselves back figure this stuff out for ourselves things aren't looking that great right now like the author's saying but in due time we'll make sense of friend of the show elon musk not following through with twitter purchase Could have been the end of our shadow ban on the platform. I've noticed our shadow banning going up since the deal fell through. Um, there was that there was that light, in the, and now we're back into the darkness. But a much a much brighter and uh, holy, I'll say that God driven platform app we call truth. truth we do a lot of content on truth we got a lot of followers there check out our profile at garbage juice podcast one of those check us out truth our truths truth quote our truth is the truth and read re- truth truth give give us a truth and we'll give you a truth follow back so now, yeah now if, if what I they could, don't mention in this article is i wasn't done that- Oh, okay. Yeah. 
receive. Yeah, we're back to the article. Back to the article. What, what, no, I'm saying what they don't mention in this article, a lot of the articles I look at, is that we, we literally printed, we made up trillions of dollars during COVID. And we just created, what we, we, government snapped their fingers and trillions of dollars were created mm-hmm. that were given to government, different businesses, paid check protection programs and all this stuff. And no one mentioned it. It's like, they don't even mention it. It's just like, oh, the prices increased. They just increased. Who knows why that happens? Well, well, there's money all over the place. Went into a few pockets and everyone else is left to deal with the fallout, right? Well, if you didn't save, if you didn't save your extra COVID money, you're a bad American and a terrible patriot. And that's what, that's what it was given out for. You should have known that the only reason that you were getting money was not because of a, a global pandemic of the likes that no generation living had seen. It was it, it was a test to see who is worthy to step into the new world, the new society. And 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 to that point, Ryan, here's another one. Talking about the the COVID crisis, the uh-oh. worst variant is here. Uh oh, nearly. Two and a half years since the coronavirus pandemic began, mm-hmm. the most infectious and transmissible variant yet has arrived. Repeated COVID-19 waves have left millions dead. The latest version of its shape-shifting, BA5, is a clear sign that the pandemic is far from over. Blah, blah, blah. Cases rising. Europe, blah, blah, blah. How Omicron spreads. What makes BA5 different? This is the worst version of the virus we've ever seen. Takes immune escape already extensive to the next level, and as a function of that, enhanced transmissibility well beyond previous versions of Omicron. This is BA5 can easily evade immunity from previous infections and vaccines, increasing the risk of reinfection. So, I mean, if you're not fucked by 10% inflation, um, you have COVID to fall back on, right? Yeah. I it never ends with this. It never ends with this. No, they're not they're not letting up life these days. It was if it's gonna if it's gonna kick you in the nuts one way or another, it will. You will get kicked in the nuts. I don't it's know. doing a lot of that right now. And anyone that's not like homeless <laughs> kind of feel pretty lucky. Cause it's now more of a possibility in this country than ever before just because there's more people than ever before but damn yeah well okay well if if you listen to cnn covid is going to take you all out so that should help that should actually help inflation if we think about it you know it's possible less people more competition for jobs rising wages if somewhere in this article it says like oh by the way uh you know it's really not deadly anymore but uh yeah people are getting covid it's seventh wave eighth wave 15th wave what do you how how do they expect us to even care anymore who's supposed to care about this uh to the listener note to the listener this is an article on cnn on um yeah the new variant just so you just so you can imagine uh they're they're talking about it and it's been in the news if you watch the news which we don't do that you much. Should not here. watch the, Yeah, you shouldn't do that at all. We don't. We don't recommend that or politics, especially if you're trying to sound cool in front of your coworkers. Uh, but this is an article that came out today, yesterday, today, and it is. So stay in your pods. Stay in your pods. Something came to me. Usually at this what? time, I'll pull out of my pocket. The cayenne card, C for contrarian. It's colored cayenne. Mm. And I'll go deep into theory and we'll do a brain war that, um, that has this podcast at uh, dozens of reviews and dozens of listen on Apple uh, with or without a bot enhancement that I paid $5 for on an unnamed website. Um, we'll, we'll dissect this here. What if there was a world that profited at one point from war. What if it was a what if there was a world nation that 
hypothetically, you could say, came to be the global king of all nations on the back of strategic and precise wartime policy, war events. What if a nation came to rise from those timings? And a nation then continued for generations in a very high place on the world stage with a elite top status and the kind of funding that would have all other nations um, come crawling for great interest rates and uh, to be in the pocket of the world's most dominant military. And this is all hypothetical. Now, with that war comes industry. Because hypothetically, that's what you've seen in this story that I just mentioned. Now, what if there was a way to not have to do a war, maybe to counter the rise of popularity of, you know what, no war is actually a good option too. to be able to swade a population that might not totally have your back when it comes time for a president to get shot in the head and then the next president immediately usher in and say, that the person that did it was Russian. Um, and then immediately put troops into another country in South Asia or anywhere in Asia or the global South. And what if they could just have people dying like they do in a war that creates business, that creates the need for contracts? Well, they could just constantly have people be dying. And then you could have the market cycle through what it's going to constantly do, lift us all up slowly, and then slam us all to the ground. And at the bottom of the garbage, the most concentrated of it all is then brought back up to the top strategically. And we concentrate the wealth to those chosen by God. And we allow, just this is all hypothetical here, by the way, if there was a nation to, to do this, Maybe they would want to see a forever plague, a forever virus. Now, we know that that's not happening here in the U.S. We know that the Biden administration has got a really good handle on the coronavirus. And that's why and that's why we've seen <clears throat> that's why we've seen our cases go down. And that's why even fake news, leading fake news media, CNN is telling us that cases are, what's that say again? The cases are up. Folks, listeners at home, cases are up for coronavirus, it turns out. But to be honest with you, most Americans right now, they're going to Europe. They they're, going to, fuck. they're going to the beach. They're so fucking they tired. Shit. They're so tired they of all this shit. bullshit that they got to check I, out. I think, it's, I think it's great. Like Now we know the limit of, like there's a there's an actual time limit of how long you can keep people into some bullshit. Yeah. I'm not saying COVID is bullshit. I get that it's real and a lot of people died. But I'm saying into something. Two years. Two years is the max attention span of at least the American people. Because after two years, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. I mean, if you're old and you're at risk, yeah, sure, you care. Every every fucking article on CNN says something's going to kill you. Of course you care. Care about staying alive, especially if you're a boomer. You care about staying as alive as long as you possibly can. Yes. As long as you possibly can. I'll never die. Never. Dying is for the weak. Dying is for the weak and and boomers are the strongest generation that's ever lived. They'll ever, live forever. To ever grace this earth their presence however however we all know that's not the case but the the fact remains that i just feel and maybe it's just me in florida maybe it's just being in florida you know but I, over the past month i've been in minnesota las vegas uh where else have i fucking been down you know uh, somewhere else where was i i knew i flew somewhere else yeah, twice. Know, somewhere St. Louis. Denver. I was in Denver. 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 I was around right. the country. I was all yeah. around the country. No one cared. No one, no one cared about anything. About anything about this shit. Because the attention span's not there anymore. You can't keep people focused on, even if it was still dangerous, which 
I look at the data and it just seems that, you know, 50 people a day die from COVID. Listen, 50 people die a day from setting themselves on fire. There's nothing much you can do about that. But the general populace just isn't into it anymore. And there's nothing, there's, as much as CNN is going to try to keep us in our pods, it just can't, it, you can't sustain it. So I'm actually proud of the American people to a certain extent, maybe, maybe not all of them. Because if you look on, I, for some reason, every time I log in on Twitter, the first thing I see is a Canadian doctor telling, uh, writing a tweet that the, the pandemic isn't over. The, 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 you need to wear a mask. Like I don't know what I subscribe to on Twitter. I don't know what the algorithm is doing. But every time I log in, there's a Canadian doctor telling me that I'm going to die from COVID tomorrow. You think that uh, Trudeau isn't sitting around with Obama? And, and filtering all of the action on that cesspool of a site. It's a it's a deep state cabal monitoring, <laughs> filtering, and shadowing leading thought and real fact. Get over on, do yourself a favor, get you an get Apple product truth. and get your truth. Get yourself, get yourself truth. Get yourself a phone that's made right here in the USA, the iPhone by Apple, and get you a truth profile. And run with that. You're going to be much more excited. Our big boy Trump is on it, and he's better than ever. Now, I don't know what's going on between two friends of the show. When mutuals are fighting, nothing's worse. But we can get into that a little later. What I want to do is to pull us back from the brink. Mm. So we've been talking about some negativity here. Time to pull There's up yahoo.com. <laughs> Listener, we have a Yahoo Finance article up now that uh, Lee is prepared for us. And uh, take for, it away. For those juice boys Lee. out there who are focused on the markets, who like to play the stock game on the Robinhood app, this is just some tips. Warren Buffett says these are the best stocks to own when inflation spikes. With consumer prices now at a white hot 9.1%, it's time to follow his lead. He knows. If I may, real quick for uh, everyone listening at home, I too, with Warren Buffett, abandoned the airline industry right when the pandemic hit. I saw it coming and I said, I'm pulling out and I'm pulling out now. The airlines, no one's got the pullout game. Yeah, I'm, I'm not standing by. I saw a uh, legendary open mic, WB, Warbuff himself come through and say, nope, out of Delta for sure. And the others. And uh, I said, that's a good call. I'm going to leave the industry. Oh, and, yeah. I haven't, and I haven't looked back. Continue on with the article. So just a few, a few stock tips here. Uh, first one up here is American Express. You know, as... Uh, first one up, people. Delta Airlines. <laughs> 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 these are the stocks too, to get into man, be too not good. To, to run yeah away. yeah first first Hold one to get life. into american express that's the first one yeah okay yeah american express interesting uh q1 company's revenue jumped 30 percent year over year uh american express is the fifth largest holding at berkshire hathaway which is warren buffett's holding company uh it just makes sense you know as people as this economy slowly whittles people to the bone as it whittles you down, what are you going to do if you need to buy Christmas presents? What are you going to do when you need to take that family vacation? You're out of if, detergent if for you your laundry. You can't have enough for cat food. You're trying to, to make sure that you can actually buy fresh produce and get away from just canned foods for your family. Get out your American Express. You don't bar. have enough money to keep the lights on. Credit is always an option. And at a time when people need it the most, this is a wise decision as credit can only be in the driver's seat of its market. And it can say people will need us now more than ever. Supply and demand, baby. And that's what we're a show about, supply and demand. What, what we have here is an expert first take. American, American, American Express. Express makes yeah. most of its money through discount fees. Beautiful. Merchants are charged a percentage of every Amex car transaction. As the price of goods and services mm -hmm. increase, the company gets to take a cut of larger bills. It's simple. You're you're As a finance people, expert, and you why see this why not make long. money from people getting cut down in the streets? Listener, you don't have to be a finance expert 
to be able to take this advice, chew on it for a little bit and easily digest it because it's very simple. Even even the lowest IQs of us floating floating around sub 50, just a few brain cells left. We can gather, we can gather <laughs> that how ready a company is to take advantage of the times is a great uh, it's a great sign for the bottom line. And if the board's going to be happy, then that means that it's doing good things. So we we can assume that that value is going to gain. And uh, I like it. I like that pick. American Express, if we're giving it a juice score right now, I mean, I'm talking Mm -hmm. five, five out of five. Absolutely. Next up, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is a classic example of recession-resistant business. Whether the economy is booming or struggling, if people are dying in the streets, people are still going to buy Coke. I know I do. It doesn't matter. If I don't if I don't get my six sodas in a day, <laughs> I lose my wholly elevated capacity for higher plane thinking, aggression over emotions that I might have, and possibly issues from semen retention. Uh if I don't, if I don't get that amount, I lose my shit and I'm, I'm mean to anyone around me. And, and there's uh, a lot of people like that out there, Ryan. Yeah. A lot yeah. of folks, you know, there's, yeah. there's a couple, I'm, I'm, there's a secretary in every business that needs yeah. her five or six diet Cokes. Some people day, say his or her diet Coke is more addictive than regular Coke. They can't in- advise you to invest in cigarettes, which is the true recession resistant proof business. Mm-hmm. So let you know, Coca-Cola is kind of the downstream addictive product that Americans are and, and people worldwide are attached to. Yes. That they're gonna buy no matter what the fuck happens, you know? Fuck man. Another solid Apple. another solid Apple, investment. Apple is a- Apple is go. as addictive as Coca-Cola. Apple number three. No on one the who list. spends sixteen hundred bucks. For a, full, for a fully decked out iPhone 13 Pro Max, we call it a steal. I, a few the consumers minutes ago, love splurging I was, on Apple products anyway. I was promoting this one as well. This is a great stock. Oh, yeah. Do yourself a favor. Get you an get Apple on product. Truth. Warbuff has it. Well, I don't they say three. here if you want to get on truth, yeah. you need this product. Right. Again, this is it's, this is companies working with companies, promoting themselves internally, having a language that their users and their early adapters. Uh, just love it's just an environment they're creating things and with the exception of truth as a platform the iphone has soared to to record levels it even in the toughest of uh, economies so uh great a great pick there and this is a great pick because what it's talking about here and it actually synergizes very well with american express because um while competitors offer cheaper devices Many consumers don't want to live outside the Apple ecosystem. So even it doesn't matter if we have actual money, we can use our fake money and buy Apple products anyway, right? That means as inflation spikes, Apple can pass higher costs to its global customer base without worrying too much about a drop in sales volume. It doesn't matter. We can charge people whatever we want for anything and people will still buy it. This is a great company to own. When you have a customer base that will buy whatever you force feed them, you should own it. Amen. The last one on the list is Chevron, which obviously, obviously. Yeah. uh, Oil does well during high periods of inflation. Oil, the most heavily traded commodity globally, has soared 33% year to date. Beautiful. And it pays dividends. Awesome. So what this, and that's kind of the end of it here, but this covers, and this is why Warren Buffett is one of the most, is one of the richest, most successful investors over time. He understands what people are addicted to. And this covers four of the greatest addictions in the American society. Credit, trash, technology and distraction, and gasoline. So there's, there's no greater person to emulate. I mean, people try to pick their own stocks and to invest broad in the market. All you need to do is just invest in what Warren Buffett does because he understands addiction. No matter what's going on in the economy, no matter how much people are paying for things, no matter how much your buying power decreases, he understands that these things will always be here. Credit, trash, coke. Apple, <laughs> Chevron. Yes, and that's that. One. So, any any other closing comments there, Mister B- Mister uh, Ryan? 
Yeah, you're gonna say my last name, Buenos Aires, Ryan Buenos Aires. <laughs> what I'd like to say, closing up, prolific uh, money haver himself, Warren Buffett. How's he still doing it? How, what the man's what ninety eight thousand? He's old as shit. Yeah, but he's yeah. still he doesn't take good care of himself either. I can assure you that he's still just pretty with it. It seems like these are straightforward picks. He gets it, man. He gets it, man. You if can't I, lose there. If I could, you know, say anything, it's a, it's a, it's a straightforward bet from what seems like a guy that just, like you said, picks up on that, that, uh, the patriotism, the waters of patriotism. We need our credit to buy our junk, and we need our fuel to get us from garbage point A to garbage point B. And he, he gets keeps, it. He he's got the juice. I'm surprised McDonald's wasn't part of that. But he does own a bunch of McDonald's, too. So they should have added that in there. Uh, as we wrap up the, the show. Juice rating folks, for Warren Buffett. Five out of five. Five. Six out of six. Six out five, of five. Six out of five. He, he's the juiciest. Juice Open King. mic any day of the week for Warren Buffett. Juice King the, Boy. Juice podcast. Last, last one here. A little bit of humor. Uh, so letting out the steam. Eat the rich. Ice cream truck sells $10 popsicles shaped like Bezos, Musk, and others. An artist collective in Brooklyn is selling popsicles shaped like billionaires, including Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, with the tagline, eat the rich. But the $10 price tag on the frozen treats has some people pointing out the irony of criticizing the world's wealthiest while engaging in peak capitalism, capitalism, quote unquote. Uh, Sold them in food trucks in New York and California. These look really fun. I love this. What what do we have there? Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg. uh, That's Jack Ma from Alibaba. Bill Gates. (laughs) The Mark Zuckerberg one is the only one that I would tell. Wait a minute. That's Mark Zuckerberg. Maybe we can get that to be the episode art for the show. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The others look like maybe characters from The yeah, Office. They're, they're yeah, like they're... three different variations of Dwight character. <laughs> That's a great take. I can't. I can't. Okay. Contrarian cap. Putting it on. It's a food truck. And as a former food truck uh, owner, assistant, I, I, I feel for anyone running a food truck. Would I buy it? Probably not. Would I blame these men for making my wallets too shallow to be able to afford it? Absolutely. Is this truck selling out everywhere they go to um, meet up with uh, Model Boy and his friends at the wait, local wait, wait. DIY pop-up? Look, look what it says. Oh, shit. Look Absolutely. what it says here, over here. I, I don't, can we enhance? Suck, suck. Gobble gates, suck, suck. Here we go. I, I, we got to enhance this image here. This is yeah. the listener. This is a uh, this is a, another news article, and it is it's great. You're gonna want to pull this imagery up yourself. Like I said, we'll try to make it the episode art because the Zuckerberg one because the man it, is it's it's brilliant. The man is reptile uh, reptilian alien. So <laughs> full force. Remember that video of Zuckerberg holding the flag on the airfoil? surfboard no playing john denver no i'll put a link to it i I, this is giving me all all types of uh twitter uh, all types of twitter let's just say since our last recording there has been quite a bit of news but again i didn't even get through all the articles today we're we're limited on we're limited on time here folks we want to we want to make the best use of our listeners time so I think those are the key ones for today. Obviously, we're going to have more who's, who's on the next Is- show. Who's in Israel right now? Come on, man. Uh, the, the the president, the president of the United States. Yes, that's right. Yes. Um, and guess who's going to be in Israel next week with a similar you gotta, welcoming? You got to be there for that. We got there's the we haven't we haven't said this on the air. You were representing our podcast in a symposium. You're you're flying back. You gotta you gotta we gotta wrap it up early here, folks. Um, uh, Lee's Lee's gotta hit the road, 
and catch a flight. Big things happening. Uh, we're going to have more on that next week, next week's show. Stay tuned. We didn't, we didn't get to all the bases. Uh, it's not going to happen every week. We're not going to be able to uh, break it down and really uh, deliver the goods to you. Uh, but stay tuned because Listen, we this got, is going to be a busy, busy preseason late. football coming in a couple weeks. We got Jack. Yeah. yeah, this is a Jacksonville Jaguars fan podcast. Yes, as well. Yeah, yeah this is um, this is top ten Jaguars nation podcast. Um, we got finance data. Yeah, we we got we got every. I mean, well, the draft is coming up. The um, the fantasy football draft. The garbage juice podcast uh, productions is putting on a uh, inaugural annual pod uh, podcast hosted live draft and we're going to be the first to have it done we're looking to get that done late july we're going to be one of the first drafts fantasy drafts to ever come out so early and it's going to be a lot of fun we got a lot of people signed up for that we're going to have legends drafting into this league Mm -hmm. into the into the uh garbage juice league i'm talking like i'm talking trump i'm talking obama i'm talking you know, a lot of those guys that they made ice cream out of a lot yeah. of the, you, know, you, you want to know who Mark Zuckerberg's going to pick third round better tune mm. in. That's right. Better tune in. Who's, who's, uh, who's Jack Ma's favorite wide receiver. You're only going to find yeah. that out on the garbage shoes podcast. You're going to get from that draft, the earliest and most up-to-date scenarios for how the rest of the season will play out. Uh, stay tuned uh, for that folks. We're all really excited. We had special guests lined up Hunter Biden for the show. He couldn't make it this week. He's in a rehab facility. Um, He said he lost his phone, so we haven't heard from him. Um, We were expecting him for the draft. We were hoping he'd come for the draft. Hopefully we'll we'll get him on. Hopefully we'll get him on next week. Lee, any any other ideas for your... I'm, I'm off to the Holy Land. I'm off to the Holy Land to see... To see the president, they're going to roll out the red carpet for me, just like they did today for him. And uh, you know, I'll let you know what how how our boy uh, JB mm-hmm. Robinette how he's doing. Yeah, the the bond, the American-Israeli bond, is a sacred bond, almost like that of a a a brother or a, a an uncle. Strong. It's 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 familia and. Um, we're going to have a lot of good stories coming out from that. Stay tuned, everybody, next week. Um, we wish all all our listeners a happy full moon podcast. All of our live listeners and everyone else, enjoy the rest of your night. Bye-bye. Almost heaven, West Virginia. Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home. Just boys.